0: Well, you don't need me to tell you that success breeds success in the racing industry. And this guy's on a wave at the moment, uh, Callan Murray, and he's joining me. Good morning to you, Callan. Yeah, good morning. Just congratulations, with the way. Everything's just falling into place for you at the moment. And obviously, you've really got your eye in.
1: Yeah, things are going great. And um, yeah, definitely started to um, sort of find my groove and get a bit of um, consistency going here.
0: Just tell us about when you arrived. It was uh, the back end of 2021. I remember doing a profile interview with you. Was that all to do with the Alexanders, the trainers over there luring you to South Australia? Tell us about that when you first came here.
1: Um, No, not necessarily the Alexanders luring me over, but um, I was quite keen to come over to Australia. Um, I had a prior stint at David Hayes's. Um, And I was very keen to get back and um, a a good option for me in terms of visas was to come to South Australia um, and hence the move um, to South Australia.
0: Are you a permanent fixture in the state now?
1: Um, uh, Not necessarily in terms of my visa, but um, I shouldn't be too far off um, moving towards that.
0: Okay, when will you know some more concrete news, Callanree, that situation?
1: the thing with the visas is that you sort of don't really know anything and they give you a pretty broad um processing time so um it could be another 10 months away really so um fingers crossed it's a bit sooner but it doesn't really change much i'm still going to be here and um, doing my work here
0: Cullen, when you came here you this wonderful reputation you wrote a lot of winners for mike de of course the champion over there over 150 and was it nine or ten grade one races in south africa uh, nine. Nine. And you rode a really yeah. nice horse. Was it Hawam?
1: Yeah, he was probably the best horse I rode back home. And, um, yeah, he was lovely to be associated with.
0: Tell me about him. What um, age was he winning these big races in South Africa? And what sort of distances? Hawam.
1: Yeah, he was a really good horse. He was um, a very difficult ride. And um, I, I sort of had ridden him a bit as a young horse and always knew he had talent. He's from a very good family. I think the mayor's first three um, foals were all group one winners. So um, a really good family. And um, he had a few, uh, he was a bit difficult. And I did a lot of track work on him when I got back from Hong Kong. And I was actually fortunate enough through COVID um, with the restrictions, I was able to get on him race day. Uh, Mike was quite loyal to a jockey named Anton Marcus at the time. And um, he had ridden him. Um, and I was able to get on him. And um, we had a, a good association for the back end of his career. Um, and, yeah, he was a super horse um, for me to ride. He won over 2,000 and he won at a mile. Um, it was quite a difficult job to get him to settle in the run because he pulled quite hard. But um, when he has at his best, he was he, he was super.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at his record. It says here he had 13 starts for 10 wins. Hawam, he's by Silvano.
1: yeah. Who was uh, who's been a great stallion in South Africa? Um, if I'm not mistaken, he raced um, in Germany. If I'm correct, I could uh, I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah. And his mare was fantastic. She threw um, another two Group One winners, then two. So yeah, they, they were super horses.
0: Was your first winner at Clarewood back in 2013, Callum?
1: Yep, yep, it was. It was my third ride, and um, yeah, a very special day. It was on a course called Tennessee Strategy. I can't remember what he was by, but he was bred in Australia.
0: And that was, did you come through that really tough school over there that we've often spoke about with Jeff Lloyd and Robbie Frad over the years, Glenn Schofield and so on, the military-like school?
1: Yes, I was there. Um, I think things have, times have changed slightly um, since when they were there, Um, but you know, it was still, still really tough. It was a hard five years during my apprenticeship, but um, gave me very good grounding.
0: Yeah, Robbie was saying you'd be cleaning your jockey's boots and their gear and getting up early and just non-stop all day, basically being a yeah, chaperone dude. at the races after picking up the poo all morning and so on. Yep,
1: it was flat out. I did a guy named NJ um kit and I'd uh, take it to and from the races, riding, you know, 25, 30 horses a morning and track workers and then going to school in between. So it was, it was pretty flat out, but... Um, as I said, it was good grinding, hard work, never killed anyone.
0: Just tell us when you first arrived, and just the settling in period there in, in South Australia. How do you would you describe your first season in the state?
1: Oh, look, in terms of racing, it was really difficult for me. Um, I was battling a bit with support and um, getting on the right horses and probably, you know, to some extent, um, adjusting to the racing style here um you know a few factors played in that and it it did take me a bit of time uh although i I really did enjoy living here so um that was quite you know that helped me get through it i had really good friends and that sort of thing so um it was just a matter of keeping my head down and working through it and um trying to start building more uh, better results
0: when do you think there was a turning point where you started to get on better horses and started to knock up riding winners like you have been and i talked about your stats you know four winners you passed six
1: yeah well um i started to become associated with a few smaller yards like um rosin day's been fantastic she was probably the first one who really reached out and um, started giving me a lot of rides and then moved on to Nicole Irwin too who's also extremely loyal to me um, and then I slowly started riding for Peter Hardacre which they've probably been the predominant three um, yards that have, have really supported me and as well as you know uh, quite a few others including Richard and Chantal Jolly. and um, I think sort of when I started building those relationships and um, working with them and you know we started getting some of the horses right and ready to win um, you know, the results started happening. And uh, I suppose having having more stables that Muffet was in the door created more opportunities. And, um, yeah, so that just started building uh, more frequent winners.
0: Yeah, you've written almost 20 winners, I think, for Nicole Bruggerman, formerly – or Nicole Irwin, formerly Bruggerman.
1: Yes. I think it's uh, – if I'm not mistaken, we're up on 28 or something now. So oh, was it? We've had a really good association, yeah, and um, – it might have changed um, when the surname changed. It or, or did too. Yeah, I'm just looking at online, that. Yeah.
0: So when she yeah, was Brueggemann, anyway, you rode 18 for her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, nah, she's she's been fantastic, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's really nice. They've also got, you know, between Rose, Pete, and Nikki, they've got a, a nice bunch of young horses coming through. So. It's been exciting to start winning on those
0: and, um, yeah, having that all pay off. Even that mare yesterday looked visually impressive. I know it was only a maiden at Strath and, uh, but, uh, and she drifted in the market, but she won very impressively for Peter Hardacre on debut Aroyka. Tell us about that win yesterday and what you thought of it.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? She jumped out a couple of weeks, a few weeks back and um, she gave me a really good feel. I, I really liked her. And she had quite a few setbacks in the week and um, in the weeks leading up, to what was meant to be a first run, and Pete ended up scratching, and um, she, she was she wasn't putting up the best sort of work leading into that with the issues she had. Um, but Pete sort of was pretty confident he had her right, and she was also accepted for the Metro race on Tuesday. Um, but we decided to go to Strat with the uh, you know the set that she had, but um, it didn't seem to affect her on the day, and um, yeah, a, re- a really nice win. So hopefully she can go on with that.
0: Yes, her mother was very talented. Kill Bill. She won 11 races and placed on 17 occasions. The mother of uh, a Roiker. And I, yeah. I just talked about your whip. You can change it from the right to the left. We saw it on a Royca yesterday. You do it in a lot of races. I'm saying it's so crucial for young riders learning to be able to do that because it just switches horses on. You often see it when you when you flip that whip over very quickly from right to left, left to right, or whatever. Yeah, it
1: definitely can be helpful. Um I was fortunate that racing all around South Africa all the time, um, we went on left and right-handed tracks, so I was forced to be able to ride with it in both hands. And we also have long straights, so, you know, horses can have, have a sink um, a lot of the way down the straight. so it's very effective to be able to change your whip um, With the shorter straights, yeah, sometimes you probably don't have as much time to do it, but if you can do it quickly, I think, yeah, it can be definitely beneficial.
0: And how's your weight at the moment, Callan?
1: Uh, look, I've enjoyed Christmas. <laughs> it's probably not at its best, but um, I've I, I brought my family over and that sort of thing. So I plan on just um, uh, keeping it fairly comfortable um, for the next couple of weeks and then knuckling down um, going into the, the busier part of the Adelaide season. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. I haven't been... Um, riding too light, which I think has been quite beneficial in, in terms of not sweating much and just helping me keep mentally on track.
0: Interesting. That horse we just mentioned that you won on yesterday, a Royker on debut, that mare, she's got a relation yep. that you're riding on the weekend, Thrill Kill, from yep, the same thrill, stable. Yeah, Thrill Kill, yeah.
1: Yeah, yep. I think he's uh, a half or, or something, if I'm not mistaken, um, and they're pretty similar horses in terms of their nature, but um, whether they'll say, you know, he can get out over a bit, ground, a bit of ground and he's quite a tough horse. Um, she's probably a little bit different on that end, but, um, yeah, both both have some some bit of ability.
0: Well, you've got some wonderful rides on the weekend. You know, you've got one for Matt Kamani, is it? Mon uh, juify in the first, Thrill Kill, Press Down, Pre, uh, Press Express, First Tozen, uh, Sula Nawaz and Noble Magnate. What do you think at uh, this early stage is your best there for Moffittville on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I've definitely got a nice bunch of rides. Um, a horse like Preston, I've always had a really high opinion of, but he's, he's got a good battle with Wacken J.J. again, who seemed to get the better of him um, last time they met. But I'm hoping his last win gave him a bit of confidence. Um, it looks a nice sort of map for him. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a horse that I just, I'm just i very fond of and I'd love to get another win on him. Obviously, Matt's horses, I don't don't know too well as I haven't ridden them, but they're, they're, they're in the market. They've drawn good gates um, and obviously Matt's a really good trainer. So I'd expect them to um, be coming over here well and hopefully I can get the job done for him. Um, and yeah, the other ones for Pete, they've, they're they all doing really well um, and I've been happy with them at home. And I've, I've been fortunate with some nice, good gates and uh, um, found a nice, Sort of races for the horses, so I think that'll be competitive. And a horse like Noble Magnate, for Richard and Chantal, he probably took a couple of runs to get um, right this prep. But I've run a few good places on him. He's a horse that can do a bit of thinking, but if his mind's on the job, he's very
0: capable. Yeah, well, Prestown's favourite against Whack and JJ uh, with uh, Tab at the moment. Race 3, $2.80. The one of Matt Kamani's that you're riding in the first is $3.00 second favourite. And you mentioned those others, some of them are in the market as well. Just wanted to grab you anyway and just say congratulations because, as I said, you've got your eye and you got your mojo, and let's hope you continue to keep knocking out winners. And I've actually found a replay of uh, that horse you rode in South Africa. Uh, Callan, that really good horse.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I'm going to go out with the closing stages. I think the last time you rode the horse in a big one. Awesome.
1: That would be great to
0: hear. (laughs) Thanks for your time.
1: No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: That's a pleasure. Uh, That's Kellen Murray joining us this morning. On racing HQ. Now for some reason, uh, my computer doesn't want to play the game, but I'll I'll go again and see if we can get this replay up of this particular Sportswear horse. Second, uh, there's eight lengths covering the field now as they turn for home. They come down with six hundred and fifty to go. Western forts the leader by a couple. Hawam ranges up along his inside. Three lengths away to jet start towards the outside Tierra Del Fuego. Socrates got three to make up in behind the heroes on her. Further back to Tilbury Fort, four hundred metres left to go. A warm picks it up. Socrates got two to make up towards the outside. His chimes and Tieta Del Fuego's got three, four to go. But it's a warm, the one to beat. Two hundred to go. It's a length clear. Socrates down the inside. Then came Tieta Del Fuego, but a warm goes clear by two lengths. A warm. It's been an absolute honour. We'll follow you wherever you go in the world. Awam warm. He's won it by three and
1: a half from Socrates.